Hey guys, Andy here. Welcome to episode 31 of the Andrew Andy UK podcast. It is the 29th of June and I realise, oh I'm sorry, it's almost been two months since I did a podcast. Um, on the plus side, that does mean I've got a few bits of hardware to talk about. Um, I bought the Mi Note 10, going back a month or so, um, from Xiaomi. I got it on sale, it was under 400 but normally it retails just over £400. Pounds. Um, and generally, really nice device, build quality, very good, as you'd expect from Xiaomi. An amazing speaker, amazing battery life, both of those, some of the best I've seen on a phone. A decent screen, it had a well-featured camera. Um, and I say well-featured because the quality wasn't necessarily great, but it had a lot of options. So it had the 108 megapixel camera, it had the 50 times zoom, it had two times and five times lenses, it had a macro lens, I think, I think it had ultra wide, I think. It had lots of different features, although, as I say, the images, I mean, they were okay, they were good. But, you know, with all those features, you kind of think maybe that's what they're going for with this device. But the actual quality wasn't great, so you kind of swing and a miss, really, in some ways. Having said that, it was a good device, um, quite impressive. But then, a little while later, I got the Poco F2 Pro, which is in the similar ballpark as far as price. Um, and this is the follow-on from the Poco F1, which you may remember, or Poco Phone F1, you may remember from two years ago, heavily talked about, heavily hyped, amazing standard of phone for a very low price. Uh, the F2 Pro is a bit more expensive, over 400 um, but it is probably a better device than the F1 was. There's many positives to it. The screen, the speaker, the battery, and even, like the Mi Note 10, even the software. So MIUI these days, I think we're too like, well... MIUI 12 is just being rolled out to various different devices. Um, it's actually a really nice version of Android now. It's, it's quite stock looking. Um, it's a bit restrictive still. It is a little aggressive with RAM management, but I didn't really feel like I had issues getting notifications like I have sometimes in the past. Um, and yeah, there weren't really, I mean, even the camera was pretty good on the F2 Pro. At one point, I had me thinking, should I sell my OnePlus 8 Pro and stick to the Poco F2 Pro? Um, but then, fun enough, it kind of made me realise that actually I wanted to go back to a smaller phone again. Uh, that, and I realised when I was going out cycling, I was taking the iPhone SE with me because of its form factor, but it's been a smaller device. I know it's got a good camera, so if I want to stop and take some photos, I can do that, no problem. Um, and I realised that, again, I was only really doing that because of the size of it. And if I just went back to the Pixel 4, then I had no problems. Um, that and the OnePlus 8 Pro just had a few little niggly things, so I really miss the always-on screen, which apparently is coming, the always-on display. They are working on that. It's in beta. I mean, who is it really? Is it that tough a thing? Do you really need to beta test it? I don't know. It's on its way, I guess. So that's one thing. Um, and again, the OnePlus are a bit aggressive with their RAM management in that my... Um, Android Wear or Android OS, Wear OS, sorry, watch wouldn't work properly. So it would connect to the phone, it would pass notifications, but the phone wouldn't pass it, the internet connection. So if I tried to use Google Keep, for example, it would just say, no, you're not connected. Or if I tried to download any apps, no, you're not connected. Um, it would always have that little disconnected icon and nothing, you know, I, I tried various different tips and hints and things that I found on the internet. Just couldn't get it to work. And so things like that, that just kind of bugged me a little bit that made me think, oh, do you know, I'm just going to go back to the Pixel 4 which I have done uh, the last sort of week or so. And, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy. I do like the smaller device, which is interesting, really. Um, so that's kind of the bulk of the hardware, although I did get a new bike. So I got an old Beat Gain F20, which is an e-bike. Um, it's just over two grand, although this is still part of my competition win from Halfords, so I don't pay anything, thankfully. Um, and I got it 
literally just to commute on. I've even fitted panniers on the back and stuff like that so that I can throw me shirt for work and throw me shopping in at the end of the day. Um, and it's interesting because I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have chosen to, you know, I wouldn't buy an e-bike, I don't think, but when I'm being offered one for free, I thought, ah, let's give it a go. Um, and people have said to me, you know, do you feel like it's cheating? Not, not really. So the first week or two that I had it, I rode it out on various different routes that I've ridden my regular road bike on to be able to compare. Um, and honestly, it's still however much effort you put in is what you're going to get back out and however much effort you put in is how many calories you're going to burn. And, you know, you can relax off and, you know, you're going up the hills and you can ease off a little bit, but you've still got to put effort in. Um, I fitted a power meter to it almost <coughs> almost straight away just so I could see how much power I was using. And you're still going to be kicking out 200 plus watts if you're going up a hill. You can't just relax and let it cycle for you. It's only, it's only assisted. And even then, it only works up to 15 and a half miles an hour in Europe. So it's quite limited in how it will help you. And I suppose for a cyclist like me that, you know, I'm quite quick these days. I spend most of my time above 15 and a half miles an hour unless I'm going up a fairly steep slope. Um, it's not perhaps as useful. I think someone like my mum perhaps or my overweight brother might be more suited to it in a good way to kind of exercise but with a safety net, I suppose. Because you can turn it off, you can turn it down, it's, you know, it's, it's controllable. Um and for me, the the bottom line, if you if you imagine you've got your three states, you've got going uphill, you've got cycling on flat, and you're going downhill. So uphill, if it's a steep uphill, yeah, it's going to help, and you might be a bit quicker than you would be on a regular bike. If you're on the level, well, actually, it's quite a heavy, thick, tired, urban commuter bike. I'm going to be slower than on my uh, road bike. And then going downhill, I think the weight is less of a factor but you've got a higher rolling resistance. It's probably similar to my road bike. So all in all, actually, the times that I was getting over different routes were very similar to that of my road bike and even segments. Even on some of the steep hills, I wasn't really that much quicker, that much quicker, unless I really put in a lot of power, a lot of effort. Um, there wasn't a huge difference. So I guess it just takes, it just flattens the effort out, I suppose. So on a regular road bike, you hit a, a hill, you can have to put in a lot of effort and then you can relax on the way down. Um, this just takes that extra little bit of effort out, but you're going to have to put more effort in on the flats and maybe, well, they're probably just on the flats um, because of the heavier bike and the, the higher rolling resistance. So interesting, interesting bike. Um, would I personally buy one? No. Um, I have been thinking it would be quite interesting to try an e-bike that's an actual road bike with a lower rolling resistance and maybe maybe a lighter frame and things um because that'd be quite interesting but at the same time then you do start thinking well you che you are cheating a little bit you want to just be on a regular road bike so anyway there you go the albeit gain f20 e-bike um we're gonna move on to tv and movies which obviously it's been two months i've watched quite a lot of different tv Upload is an Amazon Prime show, quite interesting. It's um, or an interesting format. Basically, you can back up your life into sort of a virtual world. It sounds a little bit like Second Life in some ways, but um, then when you die, you can carry on living in this virtual life, and you can still make phone calls to the real world and that sort of thing. Um, and it's just generally sort of an interesting concept and an interesting show with some good giggles in it and a you know reasonable storyline. There's short sort of I think the half hour episodes. I think it was eight eight or ten of them perhaps. Um, yes, I would say it's worth watch. Then Gangs of London, um, quite a violent show about gangs of London. Um, oh my goodness, it feels so long since I watched that. But I mean, generally, as long as you don't mind a bit of violence and a bit of gore and all that, really very good show, worth a watch. 
I also watched The Last Dance, the Netflix documentary about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, which, I mean, people raved about it, and I, I just thought, well, I mean, it's okay, it's just, yes, yeah, a good sports documentary, and definitely the Bulls of that time were just sort of a, a pretty amazing thing to see and witness and and to, and to hear about, I suppose, in some ways. Worth a watch, um, even if you're not a basketball fan. Then Travellers, I forget what show was on Amazon, perhaps, I can't remember now. Uh, another interesting premise is basically people from the future coming back to current time to try and sort of save mankind, really, to steer them in the right direction. Um, and they do that by jumping into the body and minds of current people just as they're about to die. So somebody's about to get run over. They know they're about to get run over because they're from the future. So they leap into their bodies, a bit sort of quantum leap style in some ways, I suppose, um, and save them, you know, manage to dive out of the way of the car or whatever. And the justification is, well, they were going to die, so we're not really taking their life we're borrowing you know we're giving them spare time but we're taking it for ourselves um and it was a good show it was a good show uh it did what three seasons in total and it got wrapped up at the end um yeah i would say it's worth a watch then we've got space force the comedy on netflix with steve carroll um starts very badly i would say so again we're looking at 30 minutes i think it was 10 episodes and I nearly didn't get past sort of the second or third episode. It, I thought it was very, very bad. Um, but as I kept watching it, gradually it sort of seemed to settle into itself. Maybe didn't try quite so hard. Uh, it was just a reasonably good show with a few giggles. Um, then Ozark, another Netflix show, which a lot of people have told me about. And I thought, okay, let's give that a go. Um, and it's a little Breaking Bad style in that you've got this regular sort of account. He's basically the accountant for a big mafioso geezer or whatever drug dealer um so you know you've got your regular person in the drug dealer world with his family getting dragged into it um and it's one of these shows where there's just there's a lot of bad luck going on and they're trying to wheel and deal their way out of it and it's generally quite well shot um and just it is it is a good show it is worth watching definitely um see i think it was season three of killing eve was next and i do like killing eve the uh the main the the, the serial killer character villanelle is just such a fantastic character so good um it's just a really good show really i can't imagine anyone wouldn't enjoy it really it's not particularly gory it's not particularly violent it's not not loads of swearing it's, it's just well written good entertainment um then I've just finished Billions all oh, the first four seasons. I think season five is airing at the moment, so I've just done the first four. I'll wait for five to complete in its entirety and watch that. And Billions is um Day was it Damien Lewis? I think the same guy from Homeland. Um, playing a hedge fund manager, a billionaire hedge fund manager, um, who's a bit of a sneaky geezer, you know, he does a bit of wheeling and dealing, and it also, um, does him and basically, is he, was he the district attorney, I think? Uh, basically the guy trying to catch him, and it's about sort of what they will sacrifice to win in a lot of ways. Uh, it starts off a bit tricky in that they took a lot of shop in the hedge fund, uh, scenario, and, I really struggled to keep up with what was going on in that respect. But actually, if you sort of just accept, you don't need to necessarily know everything they're talking about and just enjoy the story. And it, it does, set, again, settles itself down. Um, and it just, it's a really well-written story with some good twists and turns and surprises. Um, Well-acted, a few great characters in there. Yeah, I would say it's definitely worth a watch. And then I've just moved on to Bosch, which is an Amazon show, uh, which is based on some books and so far seems very good. But I guess I'll probably say more about that one I've seen. I think there's three, four or five seasons of that. And I'm just nearing the end of the first season at the moment. 
I've watched a few movies. I watched uh, the Impossible Mission Impossible movies. Um, I love them. They're, I just think they are great movies. They're they're just so so well sort of shot, acted, great stories, some good twists, some great little missions. Um, just really very good. And then I've, I'm trying to move on to Lord of the Rings because. I've generally avoided them because they're such long movies. I've seen the first one. Okay, it's all right. I mean, I know I'm supposed to love it. It's kind of the nerd Bible in some ways. Um, so I've seen the first one. It's all right. Then I've started to watch the second one, Two Towers, and it's I think it's three hours and fifty-five long. I've got kind of an hour and a half in, and I've I've stopped and gone to other things. And I just I don't know. I just I'm struggling to get myself to keep watching it. It's just not really entertaining me um so make of that what you will i suppose uh there we go that's all i've really got through at this point but i thought i'd better get something recorded and throw another because i'm aware that i haven't done it in a long time so uh please do come and mind you not that i go to my forum very often honestly but come and say hello on the forum if you are listening um and obviously subscribe to the youtube channel but for now my name's andy and i'll catch you all again soon